Hello and welcome to the very first Scottish Football Forums podcast as we look ahead to the return of the SPL. I'm the founder of Scottish Football Forums, and I'm joined today by a regular writer for SFF, Laurie. Hello. And joining us is a special guest, the owner of thefootyblog.net, Scott. Hiya. The wait is almost over, and the SPL season gets underway on Saturday, so we felt it was apt to go through each of the 12 teams in the SPL and discuss their transfer dealings and our expectations for them throughout the season. First up is Aberdeen. They've had a few players out the door this close season, but perhaps uh, two of those stand out, and that's Chris Maguire, who moved to Derby for a fee in the region of 400000 and Xander Diamond, who was released following the end of his contract. Coming in, there's uh, goalkeeper Gonzalez, who signed on loan on a six-month loan from Manchester City. The loan is cover for Jamie Langfield, who unfortunately had a seizure, a seizure over the, the summer. And although it was pretty serious, the doctors are saying that he should be able to return before the end of this year. Expectations for the season coming ahead. I really, I, I really like what Brown has done at Aberdeen. He took them last season from basically relegation battlers at, at points and really put them on the up. So I've got them finishing, I predict they'll finish in the top six this season. I have them finishing in fifth place, which is optimistic, but I, th- I think he will do a good job. Uh, Laurie, what do you think the season ahead? I think they will, will be challenging top six I believe I put them fifth as well. It was either fifth or sixth between them and Motherwell. Um, I think they have showed a lot of improvement under Brown. I think they couldn't have done much worse, you know, the first half of the season <clears throat> under McGee. And they made a couple of good signings. I mean, a couple of unknown quantities at this stage. Um, I know Gonzalez comes from Man City. Um, the one thing I did notice, he was third choice at Leeds when they were in League One. He was on loan there. So at this stage, I'm not sure how well he will do there, but obviously they needed a bit of um, backup for Langfield. Yoma Wene, I, I remember seeing him for Preston a couple of years back. He always seemed like quite a solid sort of centre half. Clark did well for them before. Um, and I think Carrie Arneson, this big um, Icelandic lad who was on trial at Hearts, I believe he is signing for them. I'm not sure if that's been confirmed 100% yet. So I think they will improve a lot. I wouldn't be surprised if they end up maybe just missing out in the top six, but at the same time, I think fifth place wouldn't be beyond what they could do. I think maybe they could do with another player up front. Obviously, with losing Maguire, they've not got 
so much um, attacking prowess at the moment. Um, and I'm not sure about fullback area. They were a bit light there last season. I just don't think they've brought in maybe enough cover there as of yet. And possibly, I don't know, maybe another sort of central midfielder they could do with, obviously, even though Hartley was injured all, all last season, he was sort of the main guy in there. Um, and I'm not sure. Was it got Fraser Fivey? But whether or not he's ready enough to play a kind of full season controlling the midfield, I'm not sure. But I, I, I think a good season ahead for them. And I reckon, I reckon top six for Aberdeen. Maybe fourth would be a bit too far away, so I'd say fifth would be the highest they could be aiming for. Um, how about yourself, Scott? Um, well, I think Grandpa Brown uh, does well in getting the, the result. I think even from his Scottish national legacy, will be that it, whatever he done, he kind of got his good results. Um, maybe not pretty football, but. Um, I think in a results business, that's the main thing you get from uh, Craig Brown. I think you look at the signings, it's a lot of ifs, buts and maybes in there. Um, it would be interesting to see how Chris Clark does back up at Aberdeen. Um, I thought he, he was actually a, a, a decent player for them then. I think his first year at Plymouth, he kind of actually did well there as well. Then I think, you know, it's hard. Once the, the Plymouth went down the pan, uh, I think... You can't really judge any squad on on that when they're not getting paid and there's a lot of difficulties. I think they need a, an, another centre-back. I think Xander Diamond got a bit stale up at Aberdeen and it's going to be surprised to see wherever he goes. Um, Chris Maguire, it'll be interesting to see how he does in the Championship. I was surprised that none of the old firm maybe took a punt on him on a free transfer. Well, I don't know if there's been a free transfer, obviously about 400000 Maybe in compensation. Um, that was after a tribunal, aye. So, still, still, you know, it wasn't. It's not a bad price. Um, Derek Young was always an average player, so I don't think they'll miss him. To, to be honest, so I think they still need a few more players. I think he needs to get a couple of loan deals in. I think um, maybe a centre back, and as you said, Laura, I think a striker's probably a position that he needs to fill, um, and hopefully get a goal scorer. I would say. Top six, maybe sixth place, um, is as good as they get. But I think if you if they remember the Mark McGee second season, then they'll be happy with that. There's been a, a long running rumour about Gavin Ray signing. I'm not sure if you've heard any more about that. Well, the last thing I heard was he was wanting to stay in England and Charlton were sniffing around him. Um, so it just shows you the pool that Scotland has that. Um, a League One team like Charlton can come in and beat Aberdeen to a signature, so it wouldn't surprise me if he actually stays down south. I think that was what his talks have been. Yeah, he was mentioned along in the same breath, really, as the, the Derek Riordan rumour, which I don't know if you heard, that he'd been offered a deal and he was supposedly boasting about it in a pub, but who knows with these rumours, eh? The thing with Derek Riordan is he's, um, I think money was always a a big sort of incentive for him and he's getting 30 grand a week in China so even if he's lasted a year you know that's he would be getting I can't imagine Aberdeen would pay much more than a tenth of that so I think I think it's fair to say he went where the money was even though a move to China probably isn't the best um, in terms of his football career I think it's maybe the best for his bank account just now I think the other thing is you have to remember every pre-season clubs like to, to put a spin in stories I think the, the Riordan Natural Novo were offered to Aberdeen stories 
you know, it's great for Craig Brown to say that, but you kind of know in the back of your head that even if they were offered to them, they couldn't afford them. And that's the bottom line. So I don't really know why they even mentioned the fact that they were offered these players. If I don't know, have you got any contributions from the forum there? Craig? Uh, I've got uh, an Aberdeen fan, JB1978, on the forum. Uh, he, he reckons that uh, Aberdeen will improve in last season and he hopes they're not involved in a relegation battle. Uh, here's that in pre-season they've been playing 4-3-3 slash 4-5-1. So, surprisingly, it sounds as if Brown's going slightly attacking. Uh, he's expecting to push for top six and hoping for a cup run. Thank you for those comments there, JB. And um, on that note, I think it is time to move on to the next team, which is, of course, Celtic. I guess uh, the main issue with Celtic will be if they can improve on last season and um, go as far as winning the title. In terms of transfers, not a whole lot of activity yet in terms of transfers in. Kelvin Wilson from Nottingham Forest, which was agreed quite a while back, um, big centre-half. Adam Matthews from Cardiff, young Welshman who um, I hear is good on uh, FM, which I'm sure means (laughs) he's going to be a fantastic player. They don't usually get it wrong. Dylan, I was speaking with Craig about this earlier, I'm not sure how you're supposed to say his second name, Dylan McGough or McGow, not sure how you say it, so apologies if both of them are wrong, who um, agreed a deal a few months back to move from Rangers to Celtic, which I believe he moved to Rangers from Celtic originally as well when he was 14, so that was one of their other transfers, and finally Victor Wanyama, Kenyan... um, central midfielder. In terms of transfers out, there's been a couple of kind of reserve fringe players. The main one out, I suppose, is Fraser Forster, whose loan deal came to an end and they couldn't secure him on a full-time deal. Um, Freddie Jungberg out as well, but I don't think that will affect the team too much. Um, in terms of their signings, it's strange. I saw Celtic has been quite weak at the back in terms of centre-back especially, but they actually had the best record in the league last year and understand it was the best defensive record in an SPL season ever. Might be wrong on that, but I'm pretty sure I read that somewhere. But with Kevin Wilson, Kelvin Wilson in, sorry, I think that could improve them there. I've heard good things about him, that he's quite a strong commanding centre-back. I haven't seen him much in person. A new keeper is obviously something that's a must, although a few Celtic fans have told me that Zaluska could do a job. I'm still not convinced from what I've seen when he's played at Celtic, although he was quite impressive at Tanadice when he was at Dundee United. They've got um, Pletikosa on trial just now, highly rated by Harry Redknapp, but as I've mentioned before, the fact that um, Hilarious Gomez gets a game for Harry Redknapp doesn't tell me he knows awful lot about goalkeepers. Um, in terms of um, the youngster from, from Celtic, I actually heard he's getting paid three grand a week, Parkhead, for, and for a 17-year-old, I thought that was ridiculous kind of wages but um, I'll be expecting some big things from him in the future if that's the case in terms of what I thought Celtic needed they've got a lot of central midfielders but I still thought they could maybe do with someone stronger in there I remember when I saw Celtic lose at Tynecastle at the Hearts I thought Ian Black kind of bullied him about centre of the park that um, key couldn't really get on the ball so much and I'm wondering if maybe Wanyama can solve that occasionally if they need a bit of bite in the centre midfield he looks a sort of this kind of strong player they'd need. Um, and I think we might see a striker get signed by Celtic before the end of the transfer window as well. I do rate Stokes and Hooper quite highly. 
Um, <laughs> as for the um, long-haired Greek fellow, doesn't uh, always um, win over the Celtic fans well, even though I've seen him a few games where he's looked pretty decent when he's interested, but I still think we should see a, a striker come in before the end of the transfer window. And I probably won't go down well with my um, colleagues on the show today, but I fancy Celtic for the league next season. I think Neil Lennon has grown into the job a lot. I think they play good football, I have to say. At times last season, I definitely think the team playing the best football in the league, maybe Kilmarnock to a lesser extent. And I think Ali McCoy is maybe going to still find be finding his feet in the job. I fancy Celtic for the title um, this coming season. What about yourself, Scott? What are your thoughts on them ahead of the new season? I think last season, a lot of credit has been given to Neil Lennon for a lot of things they've done well at Celtic. Um, I'm not too sure Brian players in if that's his job, but he certainly gets them in the right positions, gets them working. I think the signings coming in, I've heard that Kelvin Wilson is very slow and that would be my only worry is him and Mustorovic together. If there's a bit of pace in the attack of the opposing team, you know, especially in Europe, would that be a problem? I don't don't know too much about Victor Wanyama, um, but from all accounts, he's a good tackling midfielder. But again, I think he'll probably sit on the bench more often than not. They'll let Key and Kyle take over that kind of role. I would say Scott Brown will call playing probably more on the right um, when he plays. Um, it'll be interesting to see how much game time Adam Matthews gets. Um, players released. I think... Um, Hinkle was released as well, um, which is obviously frees up a spot for Matthews. And I think the season will pan out for them. They need another striker, I think. Um, Samaras isn't prolific enough, um, <laughs> uh, to be perfectly honest. I think we score a couple of goals against Rangers and you know suddenly are touted as player of the season for one game. Uh, kind of shows his performances. Stokes, I think Stokes is you know, dear Chris Boyd to an extent, I think. Neil Lennon just doesn't trust him, especially in the bigger games. And there seems to be that friction between him and Stokes, um, which, you know, Lennon and friction, oh, the guest, that'd be an issue. <laughs> I think Hooper's a fantastic signing. I think himself, Kyle and Izaguri were uh, wonderful signings last season. So I think if they get another good striker, they'll... Def- well, they'll obviously definitely be in for a, a, a shot at winning the title anyway, but as, as things <laughs> uh, with the, the way things are at the moment, I think they're a fresher team, and I would say they're odds-on favourites. Um, I think Rangers need to get their finger out in terms of signings. I think it all, it all hinges on you know the 31st of August, who Celtic have brought in, who Rangers have brought in, and at the moment, Celtic have done a lot better in the transfer market with ins and outs. Um, so at the moment they have to be favourites. Hey, Laurie, you you touched on the 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 defensive record for Celtic, and I think the it was the clean sheet record for Forster. I think that he broke the SPL record, right? Which was, to be honest, I think the majority of uh, the majority of us were surprised at that because Celtic were always seen as having. The, the, the poorer defence of, of the two old firm, if you like. And to get these stats, it just shows that they were doing their job right. Uh, there was talk, uh, you mentioned three grand a week. 
for the 17-year-old, it's mind-boggling, to be honest. I, I can't see any team other than Rangers, Celtic, Hearts, even playing their, their, their star player, that kind of money. So to, to pay a guy who's, who's probably not going to see the first team for another couple of years is just it's unbelievable. Uh, you were talking about Wanyama in the centre of the midfield. I just I think it's a bit congested there at the moment. They've got Kyle, which is when he's fit, he's 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 the first name in the team sheet for me. A uh, key, I'm warming to him. He can hit a very very good ping, but whether he gets on target or not is another thing. But but I'm impressed with him. Brown, I don't know. I'm just. I'm unsure about him on the right. I know that, that many people have said that he perhaps plays his best games on the right of midfield, but I really like a winger in that position. I like a player that can take somebody on, and and Brown's not that guy. I suppose he, he needs to be in the team somewhere for his, his passion, his leadership, but I, I would really prefer he was fighting out in the centre of the midfield with Kyle and Key. The main thing I would say about Brown is... He's a central midfielder, or he plays when he plays in central midfield. He can't shoot, he can't pass, and he can't tackle. That's, what can he do? That's, <laughs> he can run. That's that. Like, he can he can shoot. He can wind people up and run, and that's that seems to be the, the only attributes that I can find for Scott Brown. Um, and for four million pounds, and then talk is that you know clubs ab- abroad and down south are interested at six million pounds. I can't see honestly where people are getting. The figures for because as I think we proved towards the end of last season it has to be shifted out wide right because the, you need better players in the central midfield and key and Brown by the way Craig well done for putting key and ping in the same sentence that was good <laughs> uh, I would, uh, say that they, they don't trust again they don't trust Brown to keep a hold of the ball in the central midfield and that's why Kyle came in and took that spot as his own quite easily but see my worry would be as I, as I was saying there, if I was in charge of Celtic, is that I just think their midfield, they've got some very good ball players in there. Like I think Kyle and Key are both great on the ball. But if need be, I just think if they were getting overrun and a team was just getting into them a lot, I think sometimes it can ruffle them up a bit. Like I said, at Tynecastle, Black basically just did what he does best, which is kind of kick people. But it just is when they were when we're closing them down so much. And they weren't getting the time and the space, especially in a tight park like we've got Tynecastle, which you know a lot of the Scottish parks are like. I just don't know if they kind of if they struggled a bit. They didn't have someone because I think people mistake Brown for being a sort of defensive tackling midfielder. But the problem is, I don't think he can tackle very well. No, he can no. run about and foul people, but yeah. I think that's different. So I don't know if I don't know if Wanyama is that sort of option. You're like not necessarily he's going to play a lot, but if they were away at a team who are just you know trying to out-muscle them, trying to get about them, that he looked... Obviously, I've never seen him play, but as far as I read, he can play centre-back, but he also prefers midfield, and he's a kind of... I can see he's a big, strong lad who looks like he would put himself about, so I don't know if that would be that sort of option for them. Well, I think Kyle is where he plays. I think he's had a few injuries last season. I think Celtic really missed him. He has a ball-winning, get-in-the-face-of-the-opposition-type player. Um, So I think if he then drops out... Um, for, through injury then I think Wanyam will probably come in there um, and maybe as you say if they're a, a game where they're, they're, they are getting out muscle totally midfield then Wanyama can come into that 
Um, I think his first season is just to take in Scottish football, play here and there. I wouldn't imagine he'll be a first eleven every week type player. What do both you think on the goalkeeping issue? They need somebody else in. And Pipletikosa, from what I've seen of him at Shakhtar, would be a fantastic signing. He's also got experience. Um, the thing that I would mention when you're talking about their defensive record, they seem to lose goals at silly times. You know, and I, I, off the top of my head, mainly through Charlie Mulgrew. But um, the Motherwell game and Inverness Cali game, and that's the kind of games that cost them the league. So although they were great at set, you know, throughout the season, it was those silly mistakes that you know ended up costing them the league, I would say. But I think with Pletikosa and Mistorovic there, you've kind of got a good experienced spine. Um, so I think it'll be, be even harder to break down next season if they actually sign Pletikosa. One thing I was going to mention about the Celtic defensive record, I don't know if the best phrase is that the best form of defence is attack and they had such a good defensive record because they have the ball so much and the other team just weren't getting the chance to hurt them. In terms of lineup, I was just going to have one of the a comment on the forum from uh, John or Rob, a regular contributor. John was um, talking about the lineup as well. I'll just quickly go through what he was saying. He was saying that he's pretty happy if we start the season with what we currently have and try and get the striker and keeper in. He actually said Zaluska gets his vote as number one, and if Soaks can show the talent he obviously has consistently, then that's fine. He says the signs of Wilson, Matthews and Wanyama have enhanced the squad and hopefully no exit door for Kyle and Izagiri means a more de- more than decent squad. If the rumours of Murphy and Nottingham Forest are founded, then that's decent money freed in wages. Um, to maybe get another striker on board, as he still doesn't think Samaras is the answer as a backup. Don't think too many will disagree there. He also says McCourt gets decent runouts. Um, McCourt got a decent run out in the pre-season games down under and I'm expecting more from him in the new season. If the starting eleven on the first day was along the lines of Zaluska in goals, Wilson right back, um, Kelvin Wilson um, and Wilson in centre back. I'm trying to think who centre back was. Mastorovic, maybe. Wilson, I think BF BFD. That's Mastorovic. Daniel Daniel Mastorovic. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay, I, see, okay. I see now. I should have read it. A different. Interpretation of what that stands for, so I won't actually go into it. We'll just stick, stick with <laughs> EFD. Um, we'll, st- we'll stick with that for now. He also put um, Brown right, Kyle. He has put Kyle Ledley comments midfield. Yeah, forgetting about Ledley. Eh? So many centres they've got. Totally forgot about Ledley. Um, I didn't forget about comments. I think he's pretty much already settled himself as a starter now. And Hooper Stokes up front. At the bench of Chervy, Cha, Matthews, Mulgrew, Key, Wan, Yama and McCourt. But obviously the one thing, the main thing lacking there is, as he says, a striker on the bench. But that was his view. So I can't really disagree. I think they will I think they will sign another striker before the the um transfer window closes. And I don't think Zalusko will be number one either. I think there will be a keeper brought in, whether it's Pletikosa or someone else. One other contribution I've got from Matthew Foran on Twitter just basically saying looking forward to the new season Lenny taking on Super Swally will be interesting <laughs> I think it will I think that's the main interesting I mean although a lot of people cite the fact that McCoyst has been manager for Scotch Cup games in the past I still don't think it really counts because they, you know I think um, Walter Smith manages from the stand a lot anyway and he was always in the stand I know he doesn't 
get himself involved as much. So I think it could be interesting, which I think will be why I'll still favour Celtic. I think Scott begrudgingly said uh, he thinks Celtic are favourites right now. How about yourself, Craig? Are you still... Uh, well, hmm, there's going to have to be some slight bias in this one. I'm going <laughs> to have to go with Celtic in second place. Now, I did try and take a step back and uh, look at this objectively. And Rangers still have the same team they had when they won the league. And although Celtic have made a couple of signings, I just, right now, I don't see them being as enough to take back the title. So, right now, and I know we do have, what, is it a month and a half left of the transfer window? Right now, I would have Rangers as the favourites. I just think, I know what you mean, they've got the same team, but I still think the difference between the two teams last season was Walter Smith. I just, like I said, um, I've said previously, I think if the managers had swapped round, I think Celtic would have won the league quite comfortably. I just think... Lennon's inexperience showed at times and I think Walter Smith just knew how to get victories when they needed and he knew how to get the best out of his players and I have to say a lot of luck in terms of keeping players fit. I know they lost Jelovic for a long part, a long part of the season but I just think if, if say next season with the current squad, if McGregor Stephen Davis and Jelovic all got out, got put out for six months, I, you'd really be concerned if you're a Rangers fan would uh, Ian Black not be sent off after injuring the first two? <laughs> he went for the ball. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right, well, I'll carry on then with uh, Dundee United. Um, Fire away. I'll be interested to see how Willow Flood um, comes back uh, to Dundee United. He's obviously went to Middlesbrough from Celtic. The problem is he's, again, he's a bit older now and he had that serious injury down south and I wonder if he'll still be that same player um, John Rankin's come in from Hibs but are they as good as Gomez, Conway and Wabin all leaving that's you know there's their key midfield Dodds I think they'll miss the experience of Dodds at the back he went to Falkirk I don't know too much about uh, Gary Mackay Stevens at Airdrie United so I don't know really but they've done that in the past they've brought players in from the lower leagues and they've done well They've started off in Europe. They lost uh, to Slask in Poland 1-0. I'm not going to jump for joy that they only lost 1-0. I think people get um, seem to give teams like Dundee United, Tarts and Motherwell a wee bit of leeway in Europe. But I don't see why. You know, would we expect our national team to, to lose in a, a game against Poland and decide, oh, well, it was all right, it's only Scotland. I don't think so. I think Scottish teams need to be a bit more adventurous in Europe, um, and I'd put I'd look at Dundee United to do that. Will they have David Goodwillie by the end of August? I don't think so. One way or another, he'll either go to another team or he'll be in the jail, so he won't be figuring in the Dundee United uh, lineup for me. Um, so they'll need to replace him as well. They need to plug quite a few important gaps, and it'll be interesting to see where they actually go with that. So, I say I still say they'll finish probably fifth in the league, um, but we're interested to see actually how they get on because there is a lot of emphasis on replacing really good players, and it'll be interesting to see how the players do um, in the championship, um, especially Conway. It'll be interesting to see how he does at Cardiff. I think you covered everything pretty thoroughly there. I, 
it's difficult to see them being able to improve on last season. Obviously, I'm biased being a Hearts fan, but at the moment, the way we look at it, we have it's just as good team as last season, slightly better. We've improved the squad, whereas Dundee United have unfortunately lost some great players. Conway, as you say, Waber and Gomez, both fantastic midfielders, both out the door. David Robertson away at St. Johnson, not as much of an influence, but obviously a big part of the squad. And they look really, really light at centre-back with Dodds and Kovacevic leaving. I think John Daly had to cover again against Slask. So I think they, they have to get at least one centre-back in, I think, before the transfer window ends, because otherwise Peter Houston's going to be really... It's going to be struggling to, to kind of make things happen. Signings in, Willow Flood, I think he'll be solid again. As you say, I don't know if he'll be able to do as much as he did last time. Um, the jury will be out if he's going to be the same player following his injury. John Rankin, I think he's an alright player. I didn't think he did much at Hibs. I thought he was pretty terrible at times at Hibs. Although, when he was at Inverness, he always struck me as a decent player. He's got a cracking shot on him. Even if sometimes Arthur Boric made him look better than what he was. Uh, <laughs> I hear Gary Mackay-Stevens is quite a good prospect. I understand from what I've heard, he's a speedy winger. Was an outstanding prospect at Ross County and I think Liverpool as well. He was at youth system at one point. So, uh, Houston and Levine before him have done a great job of finding these players in the lower division, so he might well turn into a decent one. But as you say, I just think it's going to be hard to get more. I've I've put them down for fourth just now because I just don't see anyone else really standing out to me. And I still think they have got a few good players. If they lose Goodwillie, I'll possibly change that prediction. At the moment, though, I'd I'd still put them as fourth. Teams like Aberdeen and Motherwell should do well. Hibs possibly do well but United still have a kind of solid foundation so I'd still go with fourth um, but I'll find it over to Craig see what his thoughts are on Dundee United I think any team that loses a midfield that consists of Conway Gomez and Bobbin and Robertson I suppose but to a lesser extent they're going to struggle uh, Conway personally I would have been extremely happy with him if he'd signed with Rangers, I think he's he really stood out for United. Gomez and Bobbin, consistency really for Dundee United over the last few seasons. And you talked about uh, Mackay Stevens coming from Airdrie. I think Gomez came from Cowden Beath. So yep. uh, United, they do have a good history of bringing players up and getting them to perform. Willow Flood. I liked him back when he was at Dundee United. He never really got a chance at Celtic. I only really seen him once for Middlesbrough. I was surprised. I spotted him come come off the bench in one of the games I was watching. He was okay again, but I didn't really have enough. Didn't get much a chance to see him. But I think he'll do a job there at United. Rankin, well, everyone knows him for that. Was it they called it the squiggler? Everyone Which knows one? him for that. <laughs> <laughs> the, the problem is though, he does. He tries it too often. Yeah, maybe he got Boric that one day, but he just tries it far too often. It's just too far out. Just don't bother. Yep. I uh, I have them finishing fourth this season again. Pretty much the same reasons as you, Laurie. I can't. The only reason I have them in fourth, I do think they're they're very much weakened, but I just can't see anyone else really pushing. So, yeah, got them finishing fourth. I got a comment from uh, JB1978 from the forum. 
he says Dundee United have lost their whole midfield almost and Goodwillie may still go too. I don't think the players coming in will improve them. We'll still finish top six, I think, if the squad stays as it is. And I think that's the key bit, if they can keep Goodwillie. Because uh, there was a, a rumour today I heard, it's a gym trainer, saying that Goodwillie is almost certainly looking to move to Rangers. So, who knows? But I, I just can't see him going to Rangers because I don't think I don't think either side will agree. I don't think United will accept less than two, and I don't think Rangers will pay two. And because there's two years left, I think he'll just stay in a standoff, and I think he might either go at Rangers at a later date or go somewhere else. Then again, I could be proved wrong. The two things that I heard yesterday from sources were that England, uh, a team down south, had agreed everything with Dundee United and Goodwillie in terms of deals, and are just now waiting on the legal process. Um, I, I, I have heard the sexual assault case is going to be flung out, but obviously I can't confirm that. Um, but supposedly there is a deal already down south ready for him and it's been accepted and as I say the team that I've been held is Cardiff City so I wouldn't be surprised if he does leave um, for, uh, he won't go to Rangers in my opinion because as Laurie keeps saying they won't pay the, the £2 million um, which is fair enough I think Dundee United um, are quite within the rights um, especially if they can get a team down south to pay two million pounds, then you know why should they lower the price for Rangers? So is that me back onto Dunfermline now? Aye. I believe it is. So the exciting Dunfermline have been promoted to the SPL from Division One. I say exciting. That's a lie. Um, honestly, Dunfermline cheek. <laughs> yeah, I think Inverness came up. Hamilton stayed up for a couple of seasons. St Johnston stayed up. I don't see Dunfermline staying up. I think they've bought in players who are more first division players. I think Paul Gallagher wasn't that great. I think it's St Mirren. I think Paul Gallagher's problem was moving to Norwich and sitting on the bench. I don't think he's the same player. I never thought he was that great anyway, to be perfectly honest. John Potter, by all accounts, had a terrible season at um, St Mirren last year. Jason Thompson. <sighs> don't like him. So, there you go. It's a hearts man. Uh, I've not seen enough of them. I think the potential didn't really materialise. I don't know about the manager as well. I think Jim McIntyre, he needs to prove himself at this level and he hasn't had that chance yet. And I don't know if the signings are really going to help him, to be perfectly honest. Is that you tipping him for relegation then? Yeah, 12th, bottom, yep. nada, nothing. I actually think Craig will be able to confirm it. I'm pretty sure everyone has put that so far in the prediction. Did anyone pick anyone else for no. relegation? No, we've got we've got seven so far, seven people in the forum so far that have uh, made a prediction on the 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 final league standings, and every single one has chosen Dunfermline. I think, from my point of view, I'd, I agree with what Scott's saying. Basically, I it's hard for me to I I did not see much of Dunfermline, if any, last season. I'm actually trying to think if I ever saw them, even in the Scottish Cup. I can't even I can't recall it at all, but. They have a first division squad and they've added more basically first division players. I think they, they signed Kevin Rukovic from St Johnson full time. He was on loan last season. Paul Burns, Queen of the South, as far as I'm aware, is a decent first division player. I think Paddy Boyle was was he not a couple of divisions below not long ago? He's a fullback, I think, from Partick. Andy Barrowman, 
he flopped. I'm sure he flopped in the, in the SPL when he was last there. Jason Thompson um, at Hearts. I I don't like him. We I don't know. I don't mean I don't like him personally. I've never met him. I have, but, <laughs> <laughs> but he reminds me of Robbie Nielsen. But he just doesn't read the game. Robbie Nielsen was slow and it wasn't technically great, but he was a great reader of the game. He'd get in the right positions, and I think Robbie Nielsen benefited from being at Hearts in a period where he had a very good team around him. I think Jason Thompson's really slow. He doesn't read the game especially well. He doesn't really look for a short pass enough. I I think he'd do all right maybe in a lower SPL team, but I don't think he's going to especially work wonders at Dunfermline. So I'll go with them, Dunfermline going down as well. But at the same time, I think it's simply because I just I can't see much in their team that makes them more than a first division team. So, oh, is that me going on to the... My favourite part of the show. Just in the hips? Is that what we're doing? <laughs> do, we, do we have to cover them? We didn't have to cover them. <laughs> I think we, could, we have to wait till Hibs have a certain manager before we can really cover them, so we'll just miss those out. Um, <laughs> Hearts, uh, what can I say? League winning, squads all assembled. It's already happened. Europa. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, in all seriousness, I'm going to be really boring and think that we're not going to do much different than last season. In terms of transfers in, happy with the four we've got. Jamie Hamill from Kilmarnock, John Sutton from Mullerwell, Danny Granger St. Johnson, Mehdi Tayo Kilmarnock. Players out, a couple of uh, non, kind of non-squad players recently, Kacharski and Jonathan Brown and the likes. The main ones um, going out, Palace Welos and Ismail Buzid. I think we'll maybe miss Buzid simply because he's a centre-back and we don't really have much backup. But I do prefer Webster and Zalukas. I think Webster was a fantastic signing. I know a few Rangers fans who uh, <laughs> weren't too impressed with the fact Webster moved to Hearts and was suddenly fit and in the team. Yeah, regularly. suddenly playing, yeah. <laughs> I think Webster just secretly felt bad for us screwing us over those years ago. And But anyway, great signing. Better than Boozied. Boozied, bomb scare. All right sometimes, but has a tendency to miss the ball misjudge things, run about like a headless chicken, then occasionally have a good game. So I'm happy with Zalukas and Webster. I think we need another centre-back to help there, but the likes of Eggert Jonsson. I think Danny Granger can play centre-back as well. So we've got a bit of backup there. And I'm happy that Jeffries is signing SPL-proven players. I like Sutton a lot. I was um, He was my number one target for Hearts to sign in terms of realistic signings. I think he's... Uh, Someone we needed because as soon as Kyle went out, our whole game plan went out the window. Because when you play with one big strong striker with two smaller, quicker players either side of him, and that's your game plan, then when that big striker gets injured, it kind of screws things up. So we started playing Ryan Stevenson up there, who's a central midfielder, and it didn't work. And then we started trying to go back to 4-4-2, and we weren't so comfortable with that. So I think it showed that we had that great run. And whilst I don't think we would have won the league or even finished second if Kyle hadn't got injured I think we would have done a whole lot better because our end to the season was absolutely atrocious I don't think we won for I think we won once in the last 13 or something I think that shows how good a run we did have that we still managed to just hold on to third so I'm very happy the season ahead but unlike some who are tipping us for second on the forum bizarrely none of them Hearts fans um, I just don't see it I, I think if we played out of skins and had a fantastic season and avoided injuries, and if one of the old firm had a terrible season, 
it's not unrealistic, but I think we just don't have as good players as Rangers and Celtic do. So I think consolidate third. I think we should, and I think if we could just close the gap on Rangers and Celtic, I would I would genuinely be happy with that. Now, if you could give me at the end of the season third place, but the difference was 10, 15 points as opposed to 30, which I just think it doesn't look great for the game in the end. And I just want us to improve in the cups because we've been terrible in them the last couple of seasons. I'll go with third for Hearts, and I'm hoping ugh, at least maybe a final in the cup. So that would be my views of the season ahead. Over to um, you, Craig. What do you think? Well, I've been impressed with the the signing policy, really. I've been impressed with how quick it's happened. It's it's almost as if the season had finished and you'd already started signing. You had Hamill and Sutton pretty much straight away. It's it's quite impressive because the, the players know... They obviously know what what team they're playing with next season. They can start to gel with the meet with their team, gel with the teammates. So tweet, I do tweet like each other. Tweet each other. <laughs> I, I do like that approach. Rather than especially with the the transfer window open until the end of August, it's but the season is what six weeks in by then. So I, I think getting the the business done early is essential, especially with this early, early, early SPL start. I had Hearts as third place. In the SPL. Possibly the general consensus, Scott? I don't know. I had them down as possibly fourth behind <laughs> Celtic, Rangers, and then the Mafia, and it's third. Um, so I don't know if uh, Ono has sorted the Mafia team out yet. Um, no, I think third place is nearly automatic. I think Scatch will, will hopefully remember the grass isn't always greener. Um, he's had a few duff clubs since he left Hearts the first time. Um, I like the signings as Craig said they came in early which I think worked in Hearts' favour because of the league starting early the old firm can't do that because they're obviously waiting for the dripping of the you know the EPL teams to decide who they don't want and then I think you know last week of August is when the old firm teams will really start to, to bring in players because they're having to wait for the, the English Premiership sides or La Liga or Serie A to decide who they don't want. Um, so I think Hearts have kind of got a good force there for the first month. Last couple of friend, friendly results um, haven't really worked out for them too well, but, you know, can you really count anything friendlies? Right, on to Hibs. Hibs obviously had a, a torrid time of it last season, but so far I think they've made a, a few decent signings that suggest that they'll do a lot better this season. They've brought in Ivan Sprill from Bristol City. And earlier this evening, I was watching a, a YouTube clip of Sproul scoring a hat trick against Rangers at, at Ibrox. So, did you do that? <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, he's clearly going to be uh, fancied by the the Hibs fans. I'm not sure if he's if he'll still have the pace. He's still thirty, so I can't see why not. But one of those uh, to watch, Gary O'Connor signed as a free agent he was training with Celtic for a bit in the pre-season and I expected them to maybe take a chance with him but for some reason they didn't but I think it's a good signing for Hibs back in the day the the Mowbray days O'Connor was really a rising talent and in Scottish football and when he signed when he moved to Russia I expected bigger things. I thought it would have been a good move for him. It was a brave move, but I thought it would have been good for the, the Scottish national team for his development, but 
unfortunately it didn't really work out. He came back to Birmingham and uh, it's, it's a cliche, but he's just one of those Scottish players that we, we built up really to, to only see them fail to deliver. Not really sure what's happening with his with his incident with the police, but I did hear a rumour about him running down Rose Street with something in his pocket, but I don't want to go into it in too much detail. <laughs> Players out, John Rankin moved to Dundee United, where I've discussed him earlier. Riordan reached the end of his contract and ended up signing for a Chinese team, which I'm not even going to attempt to pronounce due to embarrassment. Colin Nish left. I know that Colin Nish wasn't fancied by a lot of fans, and but I think he was okay on his day. He was he was okay as a squad player. I wouldn't have him in the first eleven. You wouldn't play him, you mean? <laughs> I'd have him on the bench as an impact player. Yeah. <laughs> I I think the. The main rumours really this close season has been all about Colin Calderwood and his future. Now he's he's wanted bizarrely as the number two at Nottingham Forest to join Steve McLaren and uh, Birmingham. I'm I'm not really sure why, because uh, he seems very keen in both these moves, but I'm not really sure why would want to go from being a manager to being second choice. It just seems a step back in a managerial career. But who am I to judge? I think um, a lot of Hibs fans would see Colin Calderwood as a number two. <laughs> I see I see what you did. If you see what I mean. I, I was going to talk about the rhyming with Colin Nish, but I thought, no, nah, I won't. <laughs> uh, there's talk that compensation... Uh, Birmingham have offered 400 grand compensation to Hibs. It's a lot of money for a club like Hibs, especially with their tight finances. So I'm not really sure if that's going to be enough to tempt them. But predictions for the season ahead really hinge on whether Calderwood does leave. I think, although he had a a very poor start to the season, I think he, he started to come into it a bit near the end. So if he stays, I've been pretty bold and I've put them in eighth. But as I say, that's, that's a bold prediction. If he Is leaves, it generous? it's or... generous, generous. <laughs> <laughs> if he leaves, I fear for them. I don't think they're going to be challenging Dunfermline at the bottom. I, I, I do see them surviving, but just. So it really hinges on Colin Calderwood. So, Scott, how do you think the season will go? Well, I'm actually a fairly different opinion than yourself in terms of I think Colin Calderwood will go. I think since the first week, Colin Calderwood just hasn't wanted to be down in Leith. Um, his manner, his, the way he's approached things, just ha- he, you know, his family still stay down in the Northumberland. They're building a new house there. He's just not got the commitment. I think he would love to just be... Chris Hooten's number two at Birmingham, I think. Um, he doesn't want to come out and say it, but you know you can all tell by his face and his the way he talks that that's the way he wants it to be. <clears throat> I think, and this is only going by if, if he leaves and they bring in a good manager, and the talk is of uh, Michael O'Neill from uh, Shamrock, Shamrock Rovers. Um, if they can get a good 
decent manager, and I think they can finish fourth. I think they need a couple of new players. Uh, I think Gary O'Connor, the worry is that he can't run anymore. His hips are, you know, shot to bits. Um, his mind's not really in it. Uh, I think he's looked okay, though, in pre-season from what I've seen. I think Sproul, as you say, it's all about pace. So if he's got that, then he'll be a good signing. If he's not, then it will be a terrible signing. Um, it'll be interesting to see how O'Hanlon does as well. I think I was surprised um, to see Curtis Byrne leave, but he's like, you know, the John Fleck syndrome, you know, I think you build people up and, you know, it just doesn't work out for them. Um, so I would say, you know, if they get a decent manager in, I think they can, you know, do something with that squad. Um, I just think at the moment, the negativity that Colin Calderwood's brought um, <clears throat> is something that they can do without. I think uh, if Rod Petrie could leave, that would also be a big help, but obviously he's on a cushy number there, so he's not going to oblige Hibs fans with uh, his resignation. But, you know, I think a fourth spot would, you know, because of the Dundee United midfield, wouldn't be too out of the reach if they brought in a few decent more players, a, a decent amount of good players. I, I um, <clears throat> actually definitely agree with Scott on this. I think um, Caldwood will go, and like Scott and not like Craig, I think that is a great move for Hibs. If they can get 400 grand from them, I think that's something they've got to take. I think it's a case of cutting the losses now, and fully agree with Scott. I just don't think he's ever... I don't know why he moved there. I don't know if he thought maybe it would be different than what it was, or it would all fit together nicely, but I think from early on, it's been... I went to one of the early games, um, which obviously, happily enough, was um, our win at Easter Road, and we weren't especially good that day. Hibs were just woeful. They just showed nothing, and I think they got a single shot on goal the entire game, and it was a Reardon Trickler straight at Marion Kelly at the end, and I think that just summed up his reign. The whole, they just didn't have, they weren't terrible. They had a couple of decent players, but he just didn't seem to know where to put them, what to do with them. There was no passion, and whilst I enjoy the fact that I can't remember the last time we got beaten a Derby, it just it's it's just odd because you're going to Derby and they just don't seem to want it very much. Um, I, granted, I think we have better players anyway, but when you go to Easter Road and you're down to 10 men and we've got an odd team out with a lot of injuries and a makeshift team and you go 2-1 up, you, you don't go and concede a goal within a couple of minutes. It's It just summed them up and I think if they get four hundred grand for them, to me that just saves them paying him some money in a couple of months when they need to sack him. And that's why I, I struggle to place Hibs. I, I think Scott's right; they could easily be pushing up there for fourth because Hibs are a long way off what their team's going to be. Because I, I count as much as fifteen players out the door at Hibs if you include a couple of squad players, and they've brought in three. Gary O'Connor thinks a good signing. Um, I don't know what he can do do now, but. Fitness-wise, might be a problem. I don't think his ability would have gone. I, I hate playing against him when um, when Hearts played them. Sorry, um, he was a great striker. Sproul, less concerned about him. I thought he was a bit of a, a Didier Gat type player. Ran with the ball quite fast. Um, occasionally, didn't look like he really knew what he was going to do with it. He did have that tremendous game, Ibrox. But other than that, he was a bit inconsistent. But probably better than what they've got. So. At the moment, I had them placed high bottom six, lower top six. But yeah, come August the 31st, if they've got a new manager in, a few good signings could quite easily be pushing up there. Um, 
and part of me kind of it sounds odd because I'm a Hearts fan and I obviously want to finish above them but part of me wants them to be better because 7,000 crowds no passion the Hibs fans were going at Derby's last season they stopped even bothering they just presumed they were going to lose and they kind of it got to that stage where they they just didn't really believe in the players anymore and it's a bit sad going to seeing Easter Road with 7,000 fans in it I just don't think it's good for Edinburgh or Scottish football so Hopefully they can improve, um, just not too much. Can I say one thing to Derek Riordan, just in case he's listening? I doubt he is, but just in case. Maybe you should be more worried by the fact that you were on the bench against Hamilton and you could count the number of fans in the stadium rather than not playing yourself when you're talking about going to China and saying probably sitting on the bench and 30,000 people. You know, I think you should maybe try and get on the park and play football rather than think oh, how bad Scottish football is when he's on the bench. If they can start to fill that, that new East End, I think it'll be a formidable place to go for teams. Is it close to 20,000 now? It is 20,000, just over. But I think it's been a bad thing in a way because most of the atmosphere at Easter Road came from the old stand there. The East stand um, was crazy stuff. Which, uh, yeah. and it's killed, I think it's, I think it's killed it there. I mean, obviously I don't like the colour of the seats or the team that plays there, but I used to love going East Row when it was a derby and it was full and you'd be next to the East Stand and, you know, it'd be, to a degree, it's good. You like that kind of banner. And it's just, yeah. just a big, empty cauldron just now. And even and the problem is, even if they get back to their, you know, 12,000, 13,000, that's still a lot of empty seats in that stand. Because even when I was watching games against the old firm on the TV, it looked pretty dire. It looked very empty, even though there was more than 10,000 in the ground overall. It looked really vast and empty in just a moment Craig will continue our preview of the SPL season by looking at Inverness Caledonian Thistle so don't go away following on from the success of our predictor last year the SPL predictor returns for another season the rules are the same simply predict the score of each SPL match prizes this year include a £100 cash top prize and a £20 monthly prize. Best of all, entry is free to forum members. So please visit scottishfootballforums.co.uk to register. Hello, I'm Derek Ray, and you're listening to the Scottish Football Forums podcast. Welcome back to the second part of today's podcast and this half of the show we look ahead to the next six teams in the SPL so I will hand over to Craig Inverness have made a number of signings they've signed Tansy from Stockport County Gregory Tade from Wraith Rovers Tom Aldred from Watford who's moved on loan Andrew Shinney from Rangers Josh Meekings from Ipswich, Aaron Donan from Blackburn Rovers. Players out, probably the the major one is Adam Rooney, who left to go to Birmingham. And for me, that's that's their key loss is him. Inverness did well last season. Uh, probably above many people's expectations and the majority of that was due to their away form. 
if Terry Butcher could have sorted out his home form, I think they really could have been pushing for Europe, but it's all good in hindsight. I think this season ahead, I think because they've, they've lost Adam Rooney, who in my mind was, I don't really want to sit, use the word star, but he was a standout player for them. I think they're going to struggle. I have them, I've predicted them for a seventh place finish, missing out on the top six. But I do have an interesting comment from somebody on Twitter called, and the Twitter name's quite good, Top Six Next Year. <laughs> and <laughs> well, you can guess what his prediction is. His prediction is that they'll finish in the top six. And I, I'm, I'm not sure how serious he was with this, but he has them down as Scottish Cup winners. Right, so there you are. And also European qualification. There goes the European Cup winners. <laughs> so, well, so, European qualification could be through winning the cup, though. So, I suppose so. Yeah, I, I never thought of that actually. Yeah, yeah. Uh, also got a comment from JB nineteen seventy eight on the forum. I think they will miss Rooney's goals, and I can't see them finishing top six. They will maybe end up in a relegation battle. So, what do you think, Laurie? What's your views on Inverness's season ahead? I actually put them in second bottom, which is. I'm, I'm unsure. I think they've lost... I think they overachieved last season. I think they surprised a lot of people for a while away from home. I mean, I can only speak... I mean, when they played at Tynecastle and they held us to a draw, it was it was our only drop points in a run of about... I think it was about 13 games at the time. But it was bizarre that we didn't win. It was one of those games where they somehow held on and they just seemed very kind of stuffy and sort of back... It was almost like you were playing a lower division team no disrespect to them but they kind of they just threw everything in front of you and they just played with a lot of heart and they played out you know they played out their skins basically I think they do rely on Rooney a lot for sneaking the goals in and to be honest I thought he had a poor second half of the season I think if you look at the losses of like Monroe and oh, McBain's away as well isn't they Russell Duncan they've yeah. got a lot of their kind of a lot of the heart of the team which is sort of um, I think almost in the way that Rangers had that you kind of this. You get more out of the players because they know exactly who does what, and they know the the drill. They've been there for so long. I think I think they might struggle a bit with the kind of transition. They're bringing in a few more faces, and maybe they usually do. It's why I put them to struggle. I, I may be thinking that I was a bit harsh second bottom, but I really I'm really struggling to predict the bottom six. Um, I think I may put Kamarik higher than I should have, but I've put them second bottom. I think they'll struggle. I don't think they'll get top six this season. Definitely don't think they'll get top six. And I'll have to stick my second bottom for now. But I think they've lost a big part of their team. And although players have come in could be good, I don't. I think Butcher has shown a good eye for players. They're unknown quantities, largely, most of them at the moment. So I think they'll stay up, but I think they'll struggle down the bottom this season. Not relegated, but I think they'll be bottom six. How about yourself, Scott? All right. I totally agree with Laurie, to be honest. I think I've put them down for 11th. I think this exact same in terms of, yes, they'll obviously miss Rooney's goals. That's, you know, without doubt. But they'll also miss what Munro, Golabek, McBain, Duncan bring in terms of experience and probably reassurance in the dressing room. They've been there, they've done it, and they've been promoted throughout the leagues and stuff with Inverness. So I think, you know, it, it, to, to, to release them all was quite a bold move from Butcher and to bring in you know young players or players that 
people don't really know of is a it's a bold choice and you know Butcher will feel he's made the right choice and only time will tell but I think they might struggle I think Shinny um, the problem with him at Rangers was he didn't really know his position and Gregory Taddy um, for what I hear from Will Lyon who's seen a lot of Rafe Rovers was he's very hit and very 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 miss and it'll be interesting to see how he actually does I think he's actually injured himself in pre-season so I, I think they'll miss the goals their way form was, I think, the, the big surprise. I don't think they'll have that same kind of run this season. So I think 11th and, you know, I think Dunfermline might have a chance of actually having something there if that team doesn't gel straight away. I noticed that they released Chris Hogg. And it's, it's just surprising to think back to when he was at Hibs and appointed club captain. Was it a, not last season, the season before that? It's amazing to see it's, it's fall from grace, really. To be fair, I think I think, and this is you know coming from a Hearts fan as well. I think Chris Hogg was actually not a bad player at Hibs. I think they actually probably missed him last season. I can't say I seen a lot of him in Inverness, but when I saw him, I thought he did okay. I don't know if maybe he was on a bit more than what they like to pay. I imagine he was on a couple of grand at Hibs, and I know Inverness probably financially best run in the SPL. I would say. So I, I was a bit surprised. I I thought Chris Hogg was quite a decent player at Hibs. Not the biggest for a centre back. I think he's six foot, but he maybe sometimes wasn't as good in the air as he'd like. But I think Hogg could have done a job for Hibs last season. Sometimes yeah. when I saw them trying to defend, I had him in my SPL dream team back when he was captain. So it's all your fault then. That's, that's <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So. Um, I was looking at Kilmarnock, next team in the list, who by all standards had a very good season last season, even if it dropped away towards the end. In terms of transfers in, we've got Danny Ratchy from York, um, Paul Heffernan from Sheffield Wednesday, Gary Harkins from Dundee, Patrick Ada or Ada from Crew, Zenek Kroka from Luke Town. <laughs> I appreciate you trying that one. <laughs> she just said his surname. Um, yeah. <laughs> Danny, is it Danny Bus? Is that how you say it? I like, I'm just going to call him that anyway. From Den Hag and Rory um, McEwen from Ipswich Town. I think the transfers out are the bigger things for your, for Kilmarnock, really. You've got Craig Bryson going to Derby. Obviously, Jamie Hamill, as we said earlier, going to Hearts. Fraser Wright to St. Johnston. Tayul to Hearts. Sissoko, whose loan deal ended. Eremenko's loan deal ended. And Kieran Agard, loan deal ended. Um, to me, I, skimming through the transfers in, to be honest, I, I couldn't tell you much about most of them. Um, I read up a bit on the Danny Bus, as I'm going to call him. I'd, probably not how you're supposed to say it, but seemed to have quite a good pedigree. I think Den Haag qualified for Europe last season. Um, he played for Feyenoord before that, so seems to have a decent pedigree for a defender. But other than that, Gary Harkins, I hear, is a decent enough player. Dundee, the other ones I couldn't tell you much about at all. I think the big thing is the transfers out for me. Craig Bryson was a really important player for them. He's, as Maguire at Aberdeen has done, has joined Derby County. That's a big loss for them. Hamill has joined Hearts, who was, I think he was a regular last season at right back or central midfield. Fraser Wright, I think, underestimated his move to St. Johnson. I thought he was a great player for Kilmarnock. Moved up from Stranraer. I was surprised how much he managed to adapt to the SPL. Tayo, hit and miss. With Kilmarnock, I know he's joined Hearts, so I shouldn't really say that, but I think he's 
often done a good job. Sissoko, I thought, was solid as well when I saw him. I think that's a loss. I think Eremenko, I think everyone knows that that is definitely a loss, although I don't think anyone's surprised that he's left. I don't think there was many Kamarnik fans would have thought they could have signed him full-time. I'm just surprised that there's not any British teams have shown interest. And even Kieran Agard, I thought, looked okay. The Everton Loney, <clears throat> I think he did score at least a couple of times. So I think Kamarnik, first off, I think Shields, he failed to win it any of the eight games he was in charge of at the end of the season when he took over from Mixu. They lost Salmon as well in January, which was a big loss. Have made some good signings. I was really looking at them for relegation, to be honest. A couple of decent signings, as I say, I think the the Dutch lad in particular. So I think they'll be safe, but I don't think they'll get top six. I think they'll struggle. And I put them down in my predictor as um, eighth, which I'm, I'm thinking is generous now. Because I think teams like Simmons and Johnston look like they could have strengthened a bit more. And it wasn't until today when I really looked through the losses of Kilmarnock and it was a big, big chunk of their team, their first team. So I'm going eighth. How about yourself, Scott? What do you reckon on Kelly this season? I think once you lose Hamill, Bryson, Tau and Eremenko from that squad, and as you say, Fraser Wright isn't actually a bad player either, I think. You kind of think, where can they go? They never really replaced Connor Salmon. I think that's what Paul Heffernan's job is. Um, I think he's done okay down at the lower leagues of England, so I think he can maybe do a job in the SPL for Commander. Busboy, I've heard, had a good game yesterday against Ross County. Harkins seems to be Eremenko in some sort of, you know, Scottish version, some white version. <laughs> Um, I've signed him on Football Manager once and he did okay. <laughs> I think Eremenko got away with a lot going forward, but wasn't, you know, if he lost the ball, you know, he was a passenger kind of thing. And I think they can't afford that with Harkins because he isn't as good on the ball as Eremenko. So they might have to try and, you know, ad- adapt to that form. I think, no, they still do well. I think seventh will be a decent position for Kamalik, I think. They've still got Kami Bell and goals. I think, you know, they'll find that, yeah, I think Heffernan will do well. I think uh, Bruce can carry on. I think they performed really well against Ross County. I know we can't take too much into friendlies, but I still think they've got enough in their squad to, to see them seventh. I think that uh, last season, I have to admit, I had Kamanak down as favourites to go down. And I think Mixu surprised us all with how he. How he he got the team going, but when he left, the the team just went into free fall. And to be honest, I, I can't see that stopping. I'm going to jump straight in with my prediction, and I've got them as ninth in the league. And I think I think I'm going to revise that. I think I think they're going to finish lower than that. Losing obviously, Eremenko was going to be going. He was at Metalist was looking for a million for him. Obviously, that's out of reach, probably of uh, all Scottish teams other than the old firm. So that was expected that he was going to go in the second half of the season. I don't think he really shone at all. If that's all we've seen of him, I don't think we'd be talking about him right now. The first half of the season, yeah, standout player, but the second half, he just—I don't know what changed in him, but but something did, and he just wasn't the same player. I. Losing Jamie Hamill, Fraser Wright, Price, it's too much. Too much 
to be lost. So, as I say, I'm predicting him as ninth, but I probably would want to change that to be lower. Is has anybody heard any news on Eremenko? And obviously, Metalist were looking to move him on. Was he not on trial at Leeds United against Motherwell yesterday? Was he? I am literally looking on Wikipedia, I'm afraid, as we speak. And it says on the 15th of July, he was reported he's signing for Leeds United in a Finnish newspaper, but the transfer was delayed due to a cancelled flight, which prevented him linking up with the squad in Scotland. There you are. So are they still wanting a million for him? I don't know, Wikipedia's not telling me that. Um, <laughs> I'm not actually sure. I had heard that previously. I've not heard anything more since. And I do agree with you. I don't want to be bold enough to say I think it was vastly overrated, but I was surprised he was up for player of the year. I thought he was one of these players that when he's got the ball and things are going well, he, he loves it and he's doing it. But when Kamarnik weren't doing well, I just thought he just looked like he couldn't be bothered. Yeah, yeah. And I think the wages were one thing that put a lot of teams off because I understand he was on about 20 grand a week at Metalist which he would be wanting yeah. at least matched a million pound um, in itself is a lot of money but I think the wages in particular would be put teams off even Leeds you know because you don't know it's not going to be a sure thing he's not played in that league and the SPL let's face it isn't the same standard as the championship so I don't know we'll see what happens but that was the latest on it was latest on Wikipedia, a wiki, yeah. ex- a wiki exclusive. I've got a, a comment from JB1978. You, you'll notice I've got quite a few comments from him. He was quite helpful on the forum. He's the only one talking there. Yeah. I see, we've only got one member. It's me, yeah. Craig, and JB. That's what the forum is. That's it, aye. Well, you see, I, I, gave a, I asked for any contributions, and JB was very helpful and gave some for most of the teams. He's saying, uh, I think Kamarnock will not be as good as last season but I think they'll still challenge for top six. I don't think, like many, that they'll be involved in a relegation battle. Well, I'll also add one from my Twitter from um, Fraser Wilson, who's a journalist, who uh, is also a Kilmarnock fan, I think. But uh, he says, Kelly for a top six finish and to continue the style of play from last season. So maybe we're maybe we're in the minority thinking that Kilmarnock will struggle. Well, it's down in... Down in the podcast, our prediction is now, so if it turns out we're wrong, they can say, I told you so. Well, there you go. We'll, we'll see what happens at the end yeah. of the season. I believe um, Motherwell. Well, we to Motherwell now, yeah. Yeah. Let's go on with Motherwell. It was, they were always inconsistent. I think they were a decent home side to um, a poor away side. They brought in Nicky Devlin from Dumbarton, never heard of. I think Higdon could be a decent signing, but a lot of his gold came from penalties. He's obviously somebody who's been brought in to replace John Sutton, who went to Hearts. Um, Nicky Law, I've heard he's been decent at Rotherham. Whether or not you know he can do it in the SPL will be remain to be seen. Other players leaving, Jeffers and Morris Ross, both released. No real surprises there. I think, I think if they can get a couple more players in. I think Stuart McCall can maybe just bed it in. I think they can probably get sixth spot with Aberdeen after just that to have moved up to fifth. So I think Motherwell might get a sixth spot. Went the same. I've agreed. I've put Motherwell six. Um, I think we must have the same table. <laughs> I've put Motherwell six Aye, as well. So, so far, there's something going on here. <laughs> it's a conspiracy. Motherwell's definitely not finishing sixth spot then. 
<laughs> I noticed you said that it's no surprise that the Fox in the Box has been released, but he's the guy that was at nine million. Is it Arsenal paid nine million for him from Everton? Well, do you know in, in Wayne Rooney's um, England debut, a certain Fox in the Box scored? scored yeah, England, I think. That's it's just amazing to think he's another guy that I used to buy for in Football Manager. Can we just agree that? now that by everybody who you think's good in Football Manager doesn't always make it? <laughs> what? I'm serious. Well, I will say in the old football manager, hearts, my hearts team, um, Jamie Hamill and Graham Weir used to get bought by Chelsea. So, nah, it's, it's not always accurate. Aye, Francis Jeffers, he would have been away back in Championship Manager days. Aye, the old yeah. ones when it was just when he, he didn't even get the little dots running about then. No, I only just recently moved to that, but that's. Uh, yeah, I think it's going to be a massive loss losing out on Sutton to Hearts. For me, he was a standout player. Uh, Morris Ross as well. I'm surprised that they released him. He's not quite as good as back when he was with Rangers when I remember thinking that Hutton was the, the new Morris Ross. But I was surprised that they released him. I don't know if it was uh, contract issues or what. Did either of you know? He likes to get about a bit, so you know he's been what to China, Norway, and Turkey. I wouldn't surprise me if he was all just wanted a wee bit more money and feels he can go somewhere like Australia, or you know he's not scared to get about, so he probably thinks he can get more on the continent or Australia, somewhere else like that. He'll live off, he'll live off the fact that he can say he's had a few caps from Scotland and hope that these countries don't actually realise it's Morris Ross they're buying. Do people really live off a few caps for Scotland? Though? I really. think in certain countries you can actually get away with that. Yeah. <laughs> I would say, I mean, a couple of players, the, the loan deals ended, Jones and Gunning, I think they were quite regular last season. So I don't know if, I know Gunning, I know Aberdeen and Motherwell both been trying to get him in. So I'm, I have a feeling he might join one of them before the transfer window ends. He was a good player, Gunning, so whoever gets him will get a, a decent player for the SPL. I think the Craig Brown link means that we might, this sort of Motherwell and Aberdeen kind of scrapping over players might continue for a bit longer. Yeah. Yeah, I think Motherwell, I like Higdon. I like him a lot. I think he's, considering St Mirren haven't been a great team, I think he's done, I think he could do a lot in a better team. Um, I think he holds the ball up well. I think he's strong, a good finish on him. I don't think he'll do as well as Sutton did, but I think it was a good capture for nothing. Nicky Law, actually, I was reading the paper, um, played quite a bit in the English Premier League. I don't know how much. I just read that he was in Sheffield United's team a bit when they were in the Premiership. So I imagine he's got some experience then, so he might do a job for them. But yeah, I think mid-table, I don't think they'll be anywhere near the bottom. They were a bit inconsistent, Scott said, but I think they can... It's a hard place to go for a park, I think, for anyone. So I think, yeah, I'd go with six. They might end up just dropping out into the bottom six, but I think six is about right. I probably want to move on to Rangers. I will give them a couple of minutes. Uh, a couple of minutes, yeah. Uh, Rangers transfers, in terms of players who have left, probably the, the major one is Vladimir Weiss, who, who came on loan last season from Man City. One of those enigmas that's very, very talented, can take on a player pace to burn but a bit too greedy and often 
often fails to deliver. I think he's still young, so I think that will come in his game. But I think it's a shame that he's gone back to Man City, who he probably won't get a game for. Although I did, I was watching a replay this morning, and I did get a chance to see him. He was playing for Man City, but I, I really can't see him playing in the league. And I see him getting loaned out again. I just don't think Rangers are going back in for him, which is a shame. Transfers in, we've bought Ortiz from a, a and he's McCoy signed him as a utility player. He described him, he likened him to Whitaker, and in the game against Linfield, he played on the, the right wing, I think, and he scored in the first half, which is obviously a good sign. I'm not sure how often he'll get a chance to play, but the fact he can play multiple positions puts Rangers in a, a, a strange position where they'll maybe have cover in all positions rather than last season when they really struggled. Although a lot have been, has been said about White's war chest with numbers ranging from 5 million to 15 million, one of the things I think White has done right is allowed Rangers and Ali McCoy's to sign up their players on long-term contracts. We've seen Al McGregor, who is, is every close season he's linked to a move to the Premiership, and it seems to be Arsenal. It's always the team he's linked to. But he's he's been signed up on a six-year deal. Stephen Whitaker, who was been linked with Bursaspor, who seemed to bid put a renewed bid in every five hours, Anyway, he's signed on for a, a five-year deal. Davy Weir, when he signed for Rangers... Is David Weir's a long-term deal? Has he got a five-six-year contract? <laughs> <laughs> when, when he signed, I have to admit that I said, I hope this is short-term. Well, he's still here. And he signed a long-term deal for him, which is one year. I, I think Rangers tried to get a shorter deal, but they couldn't get one. And David Healy... I'm a bit confused by this, but he's been given a one-year deal. I, no, I, I just can't I can't explain that at all. I heard today that Sky Sports News were reporting that Stephen Davis has signed a new deal. Uh, I'm not too sure. I think it was a three-year deal, and I'm not sure if it's been confirmed, but they were announcing it as if it's confirmed. Uh, rumours of transfers coming in. Obviously, you get the silly rumours, but the... Pretty solid rumour is Carlos Cuella and Rangers have had a two million bid accepted by Aston Villa. So it's really just up to him whether he wants to accept what will be probably a fifty percent wage cut if he wants to come back. I think it's it's good business for Rangers because they sold him for slightly over seven million and that was only about three years ago, so and hopefully he's coming back with some premiership experience, so I think that's fairly good business. Kenny Miller is another one that's been linked and I'm not sure if there is anything in this. McCoyst himself has said that he's going to speak to Miller who supposedly wants out of Bursaspor but how much they'll want for him and whether he'll accept the undoubted wage cut, I'm just not sure. Expectations, I have to admit I'm a Rangers fan so that may cloud my judgement but as I explained earlier, Rangers, they still have the same team that they won the league with. And I know there's weaknesses there, but I still see them getting first. 
right now I don't think Celtic have done enough to to bring in new players. So yeah, Rangers first. Uh, what do you think, Laurie? What's your expectations? My expectations? Um, yes. <laughs> I have no expectations of Rangers. <laughs> um, no, I mean, I won't go into too much because I mentioned when we're talking about Celtic, I think a lot of Rangers' success was to do with the fact that Ed Walter Smith and his experience. I don't think you can underestimate that too much. Whilst I think McCoist, it's not exactly like he's walking into a job not knowing anything about it or you know the players obviously know him I think he's been it's not been a secret that he's been gradually building up to this moment but he'll still have to it still be a big a big task for him to be different now that he's the man in charge players out yeah the main loss is as you say vice although to be honest I think like you mentioned he seemed very inconsistent to me sometimes looked like he could take on anything sometimes looked like he just couldn't um, hit a barn door as they say they do need they do need cover at centre back because obviously they've got one centre back who is close to getting his bus pass and um, Kyle Bartley's off as well. So I think the issue yeah, with Rangers just now is I do think they have got a very strong first eleven still, but the problem is if they get a couple of injuries, I think it can be really struggling. So I think Quayar would be a great signing. The wages might still be an issue. I understand he's on about forty k at Aston Villa. And I can't imagine Rangers want to offer much more than half of that. So I think that could be an issue. I think they'll be strong. I don't think by any means there's going to be any team running away with the title this year. And of course, I might well change my opinion by the 31st of August if Rangers have brought in some good players. But as it stands, I think Celtic are in a better position. I don't think El Hadjouf is a big loss. I think he was more trouble than what he's worth. I won't go into that. He's gone AWOL apparently from Blackburn. I don't think there's any surprise here. I, it was always a bizarre sign for me, especially I think it always seemed to be a safety first kind of policy with Walter Smith with signings. It seemed a really strange player to bring in. So yeah, I'm going second just now. Might have my opinion swayed, depending on the transfers at the moment. I think they're a solid team. I think they'll do well. I think it'll be close between them again. I think it'll be entertaining. I think it could come down to old firm games. Um, and I just think at the moment, Rangers are solid, but I just don't think they've got the same quality as Celtic do. I think um, the player that we missed the most, um, who's left, would be Bartley. I think he can offer a couple of different positions. He's younger. He's, he would, you know, he seemed really up for it. He seemed to really get get the Rangers spirit. Um, so I'd be delighted if we can sign him back. And all Wenger, uh, Arsene Wenger's looking at him. Um, so he's still to make a judgment call on whether or not he can come back to Rangers. Um Vice I wasn't you know, I wasn't overly fussed with. I think he did well against Hibbs in his debut, he did well against Celtic in the League Cup final. Other than that, I can't maybe a Motherwell game as well that I can remember and that was about it. Um, so I'm not really too fussed. El Hadjouf, as long as he's given his back the trophies that he actually held on for about twenty four hours, <laughs> then I don't mind him not coming back. Quella and Bugera would be an amazing partnership in the SPL uh, if Quella's the same player that left Rangers or even slightly better. I think his problem, and speaking to a lot of Aston Villa fans on Twitter, they just said they weren't getting enough games at centre-back. Uh, they they actually really liked him, but he wasn't getting enough games at centre-back. Um, Juan Manuel Ortiz, he's a hard work. I spoke to a Spanish expert um, on Twitter, and he said he's a hard-working player, um, gives his all, 
but you know, do we need that that kind of player? It, it does hold a few positions. Um, everybody's talked about that goal he scored, um, but he's only scored nine in two hundred odd appearances. So you know, one <laughs> one their goal uh, isn't going to make make much difference um, at Ibrox. We need a striker um, to help Jelovic. I think, as Craig pointed out, Healy. I think, to be honest, is nothing short than pathetic signing him up again for another year. I think um, I don't see him doing that well. Um, am I right in thinking that James Beattie's still at Rangers? Did he sign a two-year contract? I, I, no, I, th- I thought he moved on, but then he came back with a, a league winner's medal. He came back, so I, I'm not sure. I thought he'd left. I, I'm not sure he's turned up at training. I, I don't know if they've came to some sort of agreement and released him, but I'm sure when he signed, they signed a two-year contract, so I don't know about that one. Let's hope he's left. So they, they need another striker. They need I don't, one more centre-back, possibly two, I think, to have somebody, maybe Wilson or Bartley, coming in as a, a loan deal, because they can play at different positions. Wilson, uh, Wilson left-back, uh, Bartley, mid, uh, Bartley in midfield. I think the regime itself, you can tell it's new by the trying to sign players. I think the policy's changed as well. I, I, I enjoy it. I, I like their policy, although we weren't signing anybody, of trying to get young players or players that you could then have resale value. I think Kenny Miller hasn't got any resale value. Um, so I'll be surprised um, only if a deal's done that we pay him 20 grand a week and we get him for five 500,000. Would I be surprised if Kenny Miller came back to Rangers? Um I think there's a lot of smoke and mirrors and as I said at the moment second place um, but dependent on transfer signings I just add um, sorry I'm just whizzing away around the internet here found the BBC report James B did indeed sign a two year contract with the option of a further 12 months so oh, just, just so you know that at the end of the season you could actually get him for another 12 months so, well, that's super, so I, I, nobody knows really where he is then because he's not been at training he's not played um, as far as I know in pre-season so I'll be interested to see actually what's happened there whether or not they've just released him quietly Unless he's, uh, well or I can't season. imagine if things would release them it wouldn't seem like a Rangers thing to do because I imagine he's on a half decent wage yeah. So I would think, uh, unless he's some stuck in some sort of McDonald's down south and he's not going <laughs> to, I don't know. But um, I think Rangers need to get a few players in. But as I say, the old firm have to wait almost until the Premiership teams and down south have decided who they want and who they don't want. Yeah, yeah. I got a, a comment from a guy on Twitter, a Patterson Mark. He says. No faith in Super Alley. I think he'll be a poor manager. Team is stale and needs freshening up. So he's not got high hopes. I would point out the fact that you said it's the same team that won the league last year. Yeah. I think they crawled over the finishing line. I think Celtic kind of threw it away with a couple of results. I think Celtic still look fresher and have probably even got the momentum. And Rangers desperately need five, I would say, five new signings just to freshen everything up. They've only got one, so maybe another four. Everyone other than Craig is going for um, a Rangers second place finish, isn't yep, it? Yep, yep. Uh, yeah, uh, on the forum, uh, the majority are going for Celtic. I'm going for Rangers to win and Big Blue Nose Bear, I don't know who he supports, he says that he thinks Rangers will get first. That's not a Celtic fan, is it? <laughs> I'm, I'm not really sure. He's 
Well, yeah, his email is neil.lennon at hotmail.com, yeah. Okay, next up, we've got St. Johnston. Looking through the transfers in now, um, we've mentioned David Robertson already leaving Dundee United to move to McDermott Park. Good signing in my eyes. We've got Fraser Wright from Kilmarnock. Solid signing as well. Um, David McCracken, who I've not seen about in the SPL for a bit. Uh, Carl Finnegan from Falkirk. And they've also brought in um, someone who will maybe try and rival David Weir for the over 40 squad soon. We've got Callum Davidson. They've got a few players going out. Uh, Jubilee, Kevin Rukovic, although he was already on loan for a while last season. got Danny Granger moving to Tynecastle. Apart from that, the main departures I see are Colin Samuel, Danny Invincible's gone, and Andy Jackson as well. In terms of St. Johnson, I think undoubtedly the main problem last season was in front of goal. Um, I don't think there's much question about that. So they need someone who can score goals. They've brought Carl Finnegan in. Whether or not he's the answer, I think is yet to be seen. I can't remember him doing an awful lot in the SPL last time. I think Sean Higgins from Dundee is a striker as well. Unfortunately, I couldn't tell you how many he scored last season, I'm afraid. I'm hoping one of the other guys will be able to answer that in a moment. Um, nope. <laughs> in my predictor, I have put St. Johnston down as ninth. I think they're solid enough, and I think Derek McInnes, Derek McInnes is a good enough manager to, to get a lot out, to get more out of his squad. I think they'll be safe, but I just think they'll struggle in front of goal again unless they bring in another striker. A couple of good signs there, though. Robertson from United always impressed me. Always seemed to be a good uh, driving force in midfield. And Fraser Wright, as I mentioned when we were referring to Kilmarnock, I think is a really solid centre-half. As was David McCracken. Not seen him in a while. I remember him from his Dundee United days being fairly decent, but I think he's just been playing his trade in the lower leagues of England at the moment, so the verdict will be out on him. So I'd be going for St. Johnston. Bottom six, but solid enough to stave off relegation. Um, I've got a quick contribution here from a regular contributor on the forums, Frugal Nori, who is a St. Johnston fan. He said, I think Dell, as in Derek McInnes, has done what he could with the resources that are available to him. It's not great, but it should help us stay in the league another year. If we break top six, I'll be utterly amazed, but that is what my hope for the season is. A turgid relegation battle likely lies in wait. Sometimes I long for the first division days when it was an even fight with the other teams with similar resources, or at least don't gain advantage using their overdraft facilities such as Gretna and Livingston. Uh, no, Gretna and Livingston aside, rather. We definitely still need a wide man, with Doogie Imre still reportedly on Dell's radar. I think whatever happens with this Rangers youth, and that's in reference to um, Wild, I believe, we're looking at, we'll determine what happens with Imre. A decent wide player could make all the difference up front. I'll throw this one over to Craig, see what his opinion is on that, and obviously the Wild transfer, possibly from Ibrox as well. Yeah. Uh, St. Johnson, I think... One of the major losses for them is Dubry at the back. I think it's a loss for St. Johnson themselves because I think, although he's, he's ageing, he's, he's not as fast, I think he really is, he's a class player. 
I remember going to see St Johnson in the, I think it was the semi-finals, and in the programme they had a picture of him challenging, oh, I can't remember if it was Giggs, but his history back, was it Chelsea he played with in the Premiership? Played at Leeds as well. Leeds, yeah, yeah. Uh, I just think he was, he was a class player, and it's a shame that he left. I think he went to Oxford, I think it was family reasons. He didn't really want to uh, leave his family. Uh, I think he had young kids. In front of goal, St. Johnson were woeful, especially in the second half of the season. I think they went something scary, like two months without scoring. And to be honest, I can't really see them remedying that with their signings. So I really do fear for them in the coming season. I have them down as finishing in 10th. But unless they can bring somebody in that can score goals... To improve that, there is the the wild rumor, apparently, which, to be honest, I quite like wild. I think that he has pace to burn. He, the amount of times that I've seen him, basically go old school and knock the ball past a player and just do a race, and quite often he wins. And I like a winger that does that, so I think that'd be a brilliant signing for them if they can get him on loan. But the worrying sign is that for the worrying sign for St Johnson is that Murray Davidson has been linked with a move to Rangers, with a fee as low as one hundred and fifty thousand being talked off, which, to be honest, I'm struggling to believe for a player that although he hasn't quite played for Scotland, he's been called up a couple of times. So in my eyes, he's pretty much a Scotland international. Surprise, surprise, I've got a comment from JB1978 in the forums. He's helped us out again. Who's that? <laughs> I've not mentioned him yet. but uh, St. Johnson could struggle with the loss of Dubery. I agree with that. And also the possible loss of Davidson. Again, I agree with that. They struggled for goals last year, and with their signing so far, I don't think that will change. I think they'll be close to bottom of the table. What do you think, Scott? I think um, you know, they've brought in, I think, as you say, Jubilee's a big loss to them, but they've brought in the worst of the two brothers and David McCracken. I prefer his brother, Phil. Um, I, I knew that, someone would say that. <laughs> I'll go for the obvious every time. I think the goal situation is, because they've got actually a decent spine to the team, especially now they've got Davidson, I think we'll play in with Morris. Um, you've got um, another Murray Davidson. Then you've got Enkelman... You've got McCracken. You know, I think you've got a, a, a decent spine defensively, but going forward, they're going to again struggle for goals. I know Parkin said he'll get twenty goals, but I think he's just been dreaming. Carl Finnegan, I remember at Falkirk, just wasn't prolific, um, so I don't think he's changed. I don't. Th- I don't even think he was prolific in the first division. So I think the goal situations, what's going to undo them. I think they miss Danny Granger, who's at Eight Hearts as well. Um, you know, they've released a lot. Samuel Invincible. Peter McDonald, so I think um, tenths. What I think will be as well. I don't think they're as bad as Dunfermline and Inverness Cali will be, but I think they they'll still be in that kind of relegation dogfight. So I'll jump on to St Mirren now. Maybe yep, yeah. St Johnson out. I've been impressed with the signings uh, St Mirren. Um, I think Stephen Thompson is a more than adequate replacement to Michael Higdon. I think he'll be a better player. He's a St Mirren fan, so I think that will help. 
Um, I thought he did. It was okay at Rangers. Um, when he went to Cardiff and Burnley, he was an impact player. I think he'll do well getting a few games. I think the two Celtic boys should hopefully improve their squad as well, McGowan and Carey. Still not too sure about Graham Smith. Never, you know, he had a, a decent one year at Kilmarnock. Moved to Rangers, didn't you know? Was always going to be third choice. Never really ousted incoming at St Johnston. So I don't know again if their keepers too clever. Uh, I think you've got Thompson up front, and now you've got Gary Teal on the right wing to set him up. I think that could actually be a dangerous place to go. I think um, Paisley could be a place that teams might not fancy with Thompson up front and Teal supplying him. I think Dargo has been released. I think, you know, he's always been injury prone. Then you've got McCluskey, Brady, uh, you know, Gallagher and Potter. I don't think the two big um, names when they were at St Mirren. I think the main one they'll miss is Michael Higdon. I think you're right there. I think the one thing with St Mirren, I was fancying him for having a poor season. I don't think I don't think they're going to set the header alight, as people would say. But I, I think they'll do better than my initial thoughts because I think when I look at the transfers in, they've certainly not weakened overall. Where a lot of teams have, they have lost Higdon. That is the main loss. But as you say, other than that, I mean Gallagher is a decent keeper. I don't think he's anything special these days. Um, and Potter, Dargo, Brady, Wardlaw, none of which were really doing that great a job last season. I think Stephen Thompson. I agree with you. I think it's a great signing. I think because it's Simmering, I think he'll be up for it. He's not too old. And I, I mean, he was never fast, so I don't think it'll matter too much about his age. Hasselbank, I actually didn't mind either. I thought he was a kind of tricky player. He was quick, didn't score a lot, but I think he could still cause problems, especially with Thompson beside him. And they've signed an OK keeper of Smith. Again, I've never been overwhelmed with him like yourself, but it could be all right. And Gary Teal thinks a great signing. Probably has a lot to offer still. I think he's um, just for Spud's benefit on the forum. He's 33 this week. That was an ongoing debate. And he was playing for Scotland, you know, fairly recently. And I thought he did a good job. So, yeah, he's got good delivery, I think, on his right foot. Won't possess as much pace as he once did, but I think it's a good signing. And um, I think I have put St. Mirren down for 10th. Could see them finish as high as 8th or 9th, though. Yeah, I said 8th. Sorry, I forgot to put that in. I said 8th. No, I know it's not worries. I, I think, yeah, if Stom- if Thompson can do well, that was the big loss was Higdon. If Thompson can fill that gap, I think they could do all right, and I think they should be safe anyway. What about yourself, Craig? I am really just going to reiterate what's already been said. Uh, obviously, leaving Higdon leaving's a a blow to them, but Stephen Thompson, I'm actually quite surprised with that sight that signing. I know he's, he's maybe getting on a bit now, but. He was a good player back in the day and when he was with Rangers. Nigel Hasselbank, again, I've been impressed with him in the SPL. I, a, a really good player. I, I like a player with, with some tricks and he definitely has some. Gary Teal, a Scotland international. You, you can't really hope for much more than that. Graham Smith, I, I quite like him actually. I don't know, I was never really impressed with Enkelman. So I'm not really sure why I didn't why I wasn't first choice at St Johnson, but who am I? I'm not a manager. So yeah, I'm impressed with that. Smith is a signing. Uh, yeah, I have St Mirren down at eleventh, which suggests that I'm a bit pessimistic about the season ahead. But I just 
I found it so difficult. The the teams above them had so many positives, and Dunfermline below them had so many negatives. Uh, so yeah, I'm going to stick with 11th for St Mirren. Right guys, thanks a lot for joining the historic first Scottish Football Forums podcast. So thanks Scott, and thanks Laurie for your your thoughts. Cheers, it's, it's been good, it's been good. Hopefully speak to you soon in a future podcast. I think we'll have more planned soon. There'll be enough talking points throughout the season, I imagine. Yeah, I'd also like to take time to thank all the, the comments that were received from the forum and from Twitter. Uh, I think they've been really good in pushing forward discussion. I agree, yep. It's good to hear other people's opinions and hopefully in future podcasts we can encourage more to do so. Yep, and well, I'll see you in the, the next podcast. Cheers, guys. Thank you very much. Thank you. Visit scottishfootballforums.co.uk to read the latest blogs and join in the banter on our famous forums. You can also follow us on Twitter at sfootballforums. <laughs>